The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. On another occasion, Jesus began to teach by the sea. A very large crowd gathered around him so that he got into a boat on the sea and sat down. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on land, and he taught them at length in parables. And in the course of his instruction, he said to them, Hear this, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it had little soil. It sprang up at once, because the soil was not deep. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it produced no grain. And some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit. It came up and grew and yielded thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. He added, whoever has ears to hear ought to hear. And when he was alone, those present, along with the twelve, questioned him about the parables. He answered them, the mystery of the kingdom of God has been granted to you. But to those outside, everything comes in parables, so that they may look and see but not perceive, and hear and listen but not understand, in order that they may not be converted and be forgiven. Jesus said to them, Do you not understand this parable? Then how will you understand any of the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear, Satan comes at once and takes away the word sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground, who when they hear the word, receive it at once with joy, but they have no roots. They last only for a time. Then when tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Those sown among thorns are another sort. They are the people who hear the word, but worldly anxiety, the lure of riches, and the craving for other things intrude and choke the word, and it bears no fruit. But those sown on rich soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it, and bear fruit thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, it's um, powerful enough parable. We have uh, Jesus's uh, explanation, his own say preaching on on the parable. Of course, uh, uh, fruitful in its in its own right. Um, and uh, you know, we we can look at it and say, okay, yeah, like uh, we we get the we get the um, uh, the allegory, as it were, right? We get the we get the one to one. Uh, relation between you know this type of um, of ground on which the the seed is sown and 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 uh, the the shape or condition of of hearts and lives say open and and receptive to the call of Christ or not you know as it were um, and I think it's it's all well and good and in fact we we do need to we do need to go and um, and apply it that way for ourselves but I think the first uh, a, a most uh, important um, say uh, element of the uh, of, of our understanding this particular parable and Jesus is preaching here is uh, relative to to the kingdom of God and how the people expected the kingdom of God to to come to bear and we you know say by by providence of course by by the wisdom of the people who who compiled the the lectionary we have we have some sense of what people would have been expecting as it related to the coming of, of the kingdom of God, because, of course, the, com- the coming of the kingdom of God is the continuation of, of David's kingdom, yeah? And here in, the, in our first reading, 
we have um, Nathan who's given this vision of the, the kingdom and the, and the coming king, the house of God, and all the rest. And it's, and it's pretty significant to say, you know, I, I would ask, like, how would you expect the kingdom of God to come if you had this kind of literature or, say, prophetic utterances that, that you were pretty uh, well acquainted with, right? He said, the Lord of hosts has this to say, right? I called you to be commander of my people Israel. I've been with you wherever you went. I have destroyed all your enemies before you. Now, I've destroyed all your enemies before you. He says to David, I will make you famous like the great ones of the earth. I'll fix my place. I will fix a place for my people Israel. I will plant them. Right? This, is where the, this is where some of that language comes from. That when we see the sower and the seed, I will plant them so that they may dwell in their place without further disturbance. These are people occupied by you know, Roman troops, right? I mean, the, one of the, um, I, don't, I don't know, one of the most powerful forces the world had seen to that point, okay? God, God will plant them so that they may dwell in their place without further disturbance. Neither shall the wicked continue to afflict them as they did of old. Since the time I appointed judges, I will give you rest from all your enemies. Yeah? So this is the, I mean, look, this is, this is the stuff, right? If you, ha- if you have those kind of prophetic utterances in your, in your midst, you're anticipating the reestablishment of the, of the kingdom of David or, or right, the kingdom of, of Israel, the kingdom of God, uh, then when Jesus starts talking about planting or sowing, you're thinking, okay, go- good, God is sowing Israel again. The promises are now coming to fruition. And, and Jesus intends to say that. Okay, so it's not like, oh, that was, that was a bit sloppy on his part. You know, he started talking about sowing seed, but he really didn't want to be talking about re- God's re-sowing Israel. No, that's exactly what he wants to be talking about. And then you can imagine, okay, as soon as you step into that space, right, the re-sowing of Israel with prophetic utterances like that forming something of a context for your, for your saying it with the Roman guard in the, in the background, right, what can he say? What can he say? And this is one of the reasons why he's going to speak in picture language is because on one side or the other, people are not going to be happy with what he's saying. And it's, as I say, that, that was to put it very mildly, to, they're not going to be happy, right? His, his kingdom movement will come to an abrupt end, and he's gonna, but he would take it on either side. Either the people you know, who, are, who are, say, so eager to have the kingdom of God come to bear in the world, right? They're so, they're so desperate for it, they're so ready for it, but also the people on the other side, right, who, the, the landed interests, everyone who's, the, the people who have power, you know, they've worked, as, as uneasy as their alliances might be, they, they've worked them out and they're profiting from them. Nobody's going to want to hear what, what Jesus is saying on the point. And if he says it directly, he's giving everyone enough ammunition to do away with him. Yeah, so then this is where we get some of this, you know, everyone who has ears ought to hear, right? It's a sense of, yeah, we ha- you have to puzzle over this. It is a kingdom proclamation. It's not the kingdom proclamation you wanted or you expected or you, or you thought you would get. But it is a kingdom proclamation. Yeah, and then others on, on the outside saying, uh, he's using some of the language of a kingdom proclamation, but it doesn't really seem that he's all that threatening or, or all that much is happening as a result. And yet here in the, in the passage, if you, if you think around, say, the, um, this particular teaching of Jesus, both before and after, you're going, to, you're going to see this reality in the flesh. What does that mean? 
It means that Jesus is making the kingdom proclamation, right? He is at the head of this movement to renew Israel and so restore all of God's creation. And what you see around him is the fruition of, say, the word having its proper effect in people's hearts and lives. And just like this, where you say, well, this is kind of totally unexpected. And, and some people will say, you know, it, it, uh, it, it falls way too short on the promise that God has made. Right? You've got all this kind of stuff going on. But all the while, Jesus has taken the, the unexpected people, those people who are on the margins, who have, you know, in the, in the eyes of both the worldly and the, say, over-religious, these people have nothing to contribute to the, to the kingdom of God, to a, to a legitimate kingdom of God movement. Those are the ones who are bearing fruit because they've given themselves over to Jesus whole and entire. Right? And, we, and we've seen that, the prioritization of Jesus in all things, no matter the cost. Then go back and read the passage. And I'll say, you know, can I be, how long has it been since I've been like super aggressive? Do you know, well, no, I mean, not to you, mom, but they say like, uh, you know, <laughs> they were like, yeah, it was like three seconds ago. What are you talking about? I, I, pre- I don't know. I preach some like Bible thumpers up here. I used to do it all the time. I, I, Leon can tell you, right? It, it, was a, it was a regular occurrence back in the day. Um, I don't know how I got away. <laughs> yeah. God, just like, uh, you know, St. Francis, <laughs> St. Francis the Sales was so keen on the, on the meekness of charity, right? I mean, I don't know that anybody's going to call me meek, but charity, you know, grace and then charity is, uh, is perhaps softening my heart. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm allowed to admit that. But, uh, but I think, you know, we read, we read this passage, and I want to ask, like, you know, are we seeing, what is it? Can I find it? The, uh, yeah, 30, 60, 100-fold, right? This is my question to you, without getting super aggressive is are we seeing the 30 60 and 100 fold in in us and then also in our lives like so are we allowing the word of god to be sown effectively in us we should be see this is tough right we should be seeing 30 60 and 100 fold we should be seeing like an explosion of fruitfulness in our hearts in our lives in our relationships in the world and I get it, right? There's, there's a lot of persevering in very challenging situations and circumstances and the rest. But fruitfulness is ours. And, and we will see it. And perhaps sometimes it's like you, you might need someone else to point out to you where that fruitfulness is, is and is in fact, um, say, on display, even as you don't see it. Very often that is the case. And we won't see our, it's, it's the same way of saying like, oh, I, I, I realize, you know, like I've made such growth in humility, you know, recently that like, and you're like, okay, but it doesn't sound like that, does it? So you, you have to have someone point out to you like where you've grown in humility, right? You have, to, you have to have other people say witness to you to the fact of your growth in charity and, and any number of aspects of the, of the fruit of charity or the, or the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and, and the rest. But we, should, we ought to be bearing fruit. You know, we, ought, we ought to be bearing fruit. And if, and if we're not, then I think there are, there are questions, and the passage can, can help jostle us a bit. And the, and the significance of it, of course, is that, yeah, God is reclaiming our lives. He's renewing us to be his renewing force, but that's exactly then how the kingdom of God is coming to bear. So the, the world desperately needs, again, the church to be the church. The world desperately needs 
the kingdom of God to be advanced in our, in our day as well. And it's only going to happen, I say it's primarily going to happen because God, can, God is up to a great many things, but one of, the, one of the primary ways that it's going to happen is through the people that he's called into his service to live totally for him and advance his purposes in the world, to, to bring his, his merciful rule to life wherever it is they go. So this is, we, we, do have, we have to be fruitful not only for ourselves. We get to be fruitful not only for ourselves, but also for the world and the advancing of God's purposes. This is, so take, take that vision of, of Nathan. Take, take the, the, the hopeful expectation of the people of Israel. Right? They're, they're, they desire the kingdom of God with, with such, I don't know, strength and vigor, great hope. Right? We, want, we want the same one. I have that great hope, but then realize that actually and hold very, very firmly to the fact that the way that that comes to life is in and through Jesus' faithful followers who are bearing the fruit of the kingdom 30, 60, and 100-fold.